There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. I want to thank you for tuning into the podcast once again for our Thursday edition of the podcast. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh. Recording this in the Black Creek Baptist Church here in the office of Liberty Behind Bars, a prison ministry. Uh, thankful for Brother Maury, his friendship to us, letting us use this office. Also for the ministry. You can look him up on the internet. He's at one soul of the time.net. We certainly are thankful for him. If you hear a lot of background noise, because there's folks eating in the next room, so we'll have a little bit of noise today, but I didn't have anywhere else to go record. But we're in the midst of Youth Week. We thank God for what he's doing. Thank God for that conviction. Thank God for hearts that have been stirred. Praying that God will continue to stir in hearts, continue to work in lives. We're back in Job 34 again today. We go down towards uh, verse 19 and begin to say, How much less to him that accepteth not the person of princes? He says, Nor regardeth the rich more than the poor, for they are all the work of his hands. In verse 20, he says, In a moment shall they die, and the people shall be troubled at midnight and pass away, and the mighty shall be taken away without hand. Then verse 21 is where we're going to really kick off on our text today. But he says, for his eyes are upon the ways of man, and he seeth all his goings. And that's something that each of us needs to remember. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. Those seven spirits of God, the eyes of the Lord, that great stone in the book of Zechariah, are in every place, beholding both the good and the evil. And the Lord sees our ways. The Lord sees our goings. The Lord sees our paths. In verse 22, there is no darkness, no shadow of death, where the workers of iniquity may hide themselves. Why? Because the prince has judged. The prince is coming in judgment. There's going to be a day of judgment. And how many have forgotten that in that day? There is a payday coming. Many that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to lasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Daniel 12 and 2. We're in a day when everlasting contempt is upon men. They don't realize they're under eternal judgment. Their eternal damnation is already upon them. They will not receive the word of God. They will not believe the Lord Jesus Christ. They're already damned and they cannot see that and understand that. There's no place the workers of iniquity may hide themselves. In verse 23, for he will not lay upon men more than right. Verse 24, he shall break in pieces mighty men without number and set others in their stead. And oh, my friend, we've even seen that this week. Mighty men, but mighty men who've just gone astray. Mighty men just broken. Mighty men that just will not receive the word of God. They will not receive truth. They cannot receive truth. And my friend, it's just a a rock of offense to them because they've been so ingrained in this idea of correcting the King James Bible and so ingrained with the ideals of what the dictionaries say and and, uh, what the the, uh, Greek says and what the Hebrew says and uh, what Thayer says and what Strong says. And they go to them for help. And then they're doing so, they correct the word of God. And they say these things that are correcting God. And God is grieved with that. But then they will not receive truth when men bring them truth. And God has to break those men. Let me assure this. It could be me. It could be you. We don't know the working of God, but it could be any one of us. 
But he goes on and says, therefore he knoweth their works, he overturneth them in the night so that they are destroyed. The reminder I had even today was Shiloh. And what a terrible thing to see Shiloh, the destruction of Shiloh. Such an awful thing to see Shiloh fall. I preached many years ago in Michigan, that dear precious man uh, that was pastoring. And I spoke of Shiloh and how it was no more. And talking about those 400 years and 400 years that that word of God was in Shiloh, 400 years of darkness from Malachi to the book of Matthew. And then at that time, 400 years, we'd had the King James Bible. And yet how God disrupted things, how God removed Shiloh. And that dear man in Michigan told me, he said, there's nothing left in Shiloh today, but a little marker in a rock field that simply says Shiloh, a place that God built, a place that God met, a place where God established his word in a place called Shiloh. And it pleased the Lord to put his word there. It pleased the Lord to do miracles there. It pleased the Lord to provide men with wives in a place where they came out to dance in yearly in Shiloh. It pleased the Lord to give a man child to Hannah in a place called Shiloh. But then God destroyed Shiloh. God took it away because of disobedience. God took it away when they thought they were bigger than God. They took that ark of God and they marched the ark out in front of them. And they marched out of that place and they said, the ark is our God. The ark will guide us. The ark will lead us. And it became an idol to them. They could not trust in the true and the living God. And therefore God had to destroy them. God overturned them in the night. They were destroyed. He says in verse 26, he striketh them as wicked men in the open sight of others because they turned back from him and would not consider any of his ways. And I know we're talking about prophecy here, but again, I'm going to just reiterate, I don't have enough light to preach it with confidence. I don't have enough light to do anything except maybe dabble in it and confuse you. So I'm just going to preach the practicality of this. He knoweth their works. He overturneth them in the night so that they are destroyed. There are things that need destroyed by God. Then he striketh them as wicked men in the sight of uh, open sight of others, it says. Again, why? He says, because they turned back from him. They would not consider any of his ways. So they caused the cry of the poor to come unto him. And he heareth the cry of the afflicted. What are the ways of Almighty God? Can I say there are many ways, but there is one way in the person of Jesus Christ. And that way, my friend, is to be a doer of the word of God. That is what God requires from us, is to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Therefore, we love our neighbor even as unto ourselves. We love our neighbors more and consider our neighbors more than we consider our own flesh. We love men unconditionally. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul, with everything you got, you love the Lord. Why is that? That God might work a mighty work. But yet when men turn from that, they turn to religion, they turn to fame, they turn to notoriety, they turn to finances, they become hirelings. And God is not pleased with that. And God will overthrow a man, doesn't matter how mighty he seems, doesn't matter how big his ministry seems, it doesn't matter how, how large it seems, doesn't matter it seems like God is doing a great work, God can overthrow that in a heartbeat. Let that be a warning to all of us today that God can overthrow what we're doing. God can snuff our light out in a second. God can take us from this earth in just a moment because of our iniquities, because we turned our back on God and would not regard his ways and became too big for God and turned to our ways and would not consider the things of God. Oh, how the mighty are fallen. 
David in his prayer as Saul had died when he wept and cried aloud, oh, how the mighty are fallen. Can I say, my friend, today still, oh, how the mighty are fallen. We've seen great men fall. And my friend, let us take heed there too. Let us take heed to the word of God. Let us take heed to these examples that are written for us, lest we also fall into temptation and fall into a snare. Let us also take heed. It could be us. And just about the time we think it's not going to be us, just about the time we think it cannot be us, about the time we think that we won't be the one to fall, God comes as a thief in the night and, and God comes and snuffs us out and God removes us from this earth because we would not acknowledge the most high God. Listen, I love ministry. I love what God has called us to. I love the work of God. I love the people of God. I love dealing with sinners. I love watching people get born of God and changed by a holiness of God. I love to see that marvelous inward work. Now, my friend, I'm about as necessary to God as a flea is on a dog. God could snuff me out and raise up another man in my stead far greater than me any moment he chose. And I live in that fear of the Lord, knowing that God has called me, knowing that God has purposed me. But yet that purpose can finish tonight. That purpose can be over in a moment. That purpose can be over. One of the reasons that God has put us in New England. Back many years ago, and I won't say the dear man's name, but there's a man who was called to the original 13 colonies. That was his ministry. And he'd go up and down this eastern seaboard, and he'd be up in the northeast in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and he'd be up there in Connecticut and Vermont and New Jersey and Pennsylvania and New York, and he'd be up there preaching, and he'd have meetings, and he'd see people saved. And when he passed away unexpectedly, his candle, too, was also snuffed out. And his wife came to me about a year and a half later with tears. She said, Brother McVeigh, would you take up the mission of my husband to go into those colonies and preach, to go into the Northeast and try to reach them? And I asked the Lord a very simple prayer that day. And I look back how God has put us in Maine every year for the last six years, how God has put us in Connecticut. God has put us in the state of Vermont now in a couple of churches. God has put us in the state of Rhode Island, all across New York, over in New Jersey, down in Delaware, up in Pennsylvania, down in Maryland. God has opened up those doors for us. Matter of fact, it just clicked with me one day, the only state we've not preached in, to the best of my knowledge in the original 13 colonies, is the state of Massachusetts. If you're out there listening, we need to preach in Massachusetts for the glory of God. We want to fulfill what God has for us. But that reminder again, life is short. Would you obey God? Are you doing what God's will is in your life? This is it for today. Lord, we'll be back for our Friday edition of the podcast. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow.
and remember to look up, for your redemption calleth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.